This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. The NTL Now podcast is also brought to you by Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility, Max Driving Academy, Jimmy's Park Hotel, Mansfield University, and Thompson Sports and Apparel. Now let's join the host of NTL Now, here's Shane Wilbur. Welcome back, NTL sports fans, to another edition of the NTL Now podcast this week. Shane Wilber here with you, and thank you so much for tuning in, no matter how you are doing it, whether it be on Apple or Google Podcasts, of course, Spotify, and the NTL sports website. Regardless of how you are downloading, always glad to have all of our listeners along for another great week. It's uh, spring sports time, and we are coming down the home stretch, getting ready for the upcoming District 4 playoffs and also the NTL championship track meet as well as the District 4 meet for that as well so you know teams are definitely cranking things up here as we are getting ready to head into that postseason time so definitely excited to see uh, all of that uh, going on as well as a lot of great uh, area performances as well. So this week on the podcast, well, we've got uh, a lot of great things to recap. Of course, uh, having a week off uh, last week, just, you know, with the game schedule and broadcasts and such, you know, I, I tell you, you know, I try to do this as much as I can and, uh, you know, every week as much as I can. But, you know, the spring sports season this year has just really kept me busy with uh, reschedulings and stuff. So just trying to uh, keep up as much as possible. But this week uh, we've got another great jam-packed episode for you. Uh, we're going to take some time, uh, go back through and recap some of the area baseball and softball games that uh, I've had the pleasure to see uh, over this last week or so. So we'll go back through, recap some of that, and uh, go back through and uh, check out some of the standings uh, for that too. But also, uh, you know, as we uh, roll on here this week, got some more great interviews uh, to talk about and uh, talk with. As this week, uh, we're going to go to the track and we're going to have Troy's Dustin Hagen on the podcast this week. Kid is just an amazing hurdler, and uh, this year uh, finally got into the triple jump game as well. So definitely uh, looking forward to uh, having him on the podcast this week. Also this week, we're going to talk with uh, Sarah starting pitcher Luke Horton. That's right. Looking forward to uh, having Luke on the podcast as well. I uh, was hoping to uh, add another great pitcher to the list this week. Unfortunately, uh, could not get uh, a schedule lined up with Blake Morningstar for this week from Y Losing. Uh, we'll talk about him coming up a little bit later on in the podcast. Podcast, but definitely uh, going to make some plans to have Blake on in a future podcast. Man, I got to watch that kid pitch this week, and whoo, man, the kid was definitely dealing against the Troy Trojans, and uh, we'll talk about that coming up in just a little while. But yeah, definitely looking forward to having Blake on a future podcast episode for sure. But right now, we're going to step aside and uh, thank a couple sponsors. When we come back, though, we're going to talk with Troy's Dustin Hagen as we talk track and field next right here on the NTL Now Podcast. Podcast. Growing up in a small town. It's important to get your name out there if you want to play at the next level. Circle W Sports helped me get the exposure I needed. It's really been a one-stop shop for college coaches where they can go in there and they can find information about not only one player, but the rest of our team, guys that they might not be thought they were interested in before they went to the website. So Circle W has really done that. It links highlight films, contact information, and everything that the coach would need. Circle W Sports. The new name in the game for high school sports. You've got the newly permitted teenage driver in the family, but the patience to teach them just isn't there. That's why you call Max Driving Academy in Canton. Max Driving Academy will make sure your teenage driver is ready to be the safest driver on the road. That's Max Driving Academy. Call Tim Mackinich today, 570-404-7815. Or for more information, visit MaxDrivingAcademy.com or like Max Driving Academy on Facebook. That's Max Driving Academy, Canton.
And welcome back this week, folks, here on the NTL Now podcast. And it is time to catch up with one of our area's top track and field performers this year. He's a hurdler. He's a jumper. He's a key part of the Troy Trojan boys track team. Dustin Hagen joining us this week. Dustin, so glad to catch up with you, my man. Thanks for having me. Dustin, you know, I've uh, been following a lot of the track results this year, and man, I got to tell you, you are having uh, what some would consider uh, quite the uh, season this year uh, on the track. I mean, what did you have uh, kind of planned uh, as uh, the track season came about here as far as like goals you were setting for yourself? Um, obviously, my first goal was to try and drop my times and hurdles to make it back to states and like maybe place higher this year. But now that I like now that I started triple jumping, I definitely want to try and qualify for states in that as well. You know, as I uh, was a tracker once myself uh, back in the day, I, I always looked at hurdles and thought, man, that is just uh, something way beyond the realm of my athleticism. So, you know, as somebody who, you know, kind of uh, admires people who can do uh, the hurdling and the sprinting all in one, I got to ask, what drew you to being a hurdler, Dustin? Like, you got to have, like, a, an extra special set of athleticism to do that. So what was it in your mind that drew you to wanting to be a hurdler? Well, back in about halfway through my seventh grade year in junior high, Ron Bellinger, who was the coach at the time, thought that I'd be very good at them. So I decided to give them a try. And after my first race, it kind of just clicked. It's just something I really, really enjoy. So over the years, I've just continued to do it and work, try and work hard and grow from there. The 110 hurdles obviously are an animal all their own. The 300 hurdles, you know, another event where, you know, you have a little more time uh, between each hurdle, so it's not as condensed. I mean, uh, you know, as you have grown uh, into becoming a hurdler, uh, does one event uh, appeal to you more than the other, or have you just kind of grown to just accept the fact that, you know what, I'm just awesome at both events? I will definitely say that I prefer 110. I like how compact they are and I like I just like the high like the high pace but I do enjoy 300s too I mean, let's be real. I mean, when it comes down to running 110 meters or 300 meters as a guy who never really enjoyed distances, I'm with you. I'll take the 110 <laughs> any day of the week. Like, there's no joke about that. But, hey, you know, I'm curious, though, this year, I mean, is this the first year that you've uh, uh, broken off, rather, into the uh, realm of triple jumping then? Yes, it is. I've wanted to in previous years, but due to certain like knee problems mm -hmm. and leg problems that developed because mainly because of I play volleyball as well and then the, the combination of volleyball hurdles and high jump were not the best yeah this is my first year triple jumping I have jumped in the past I tip I typically stick to high jump so now did you give up an event to add the triple jump or is this just a year where, you know, you finally felt like uh, after offseason work, it, it was just comfortable and you're just able to uh, finally, you know, maintain like the leg strength and everything to be able to do it? I have more or less given up high jump just because at the at the end of the day, triple just clicked a lot more. I, I enjoy high jump and I'm OK at it, but triple clicked a lot more. You know, I got to say, I was actually uh, checking out uh, some of the uh, pen track results and whatnot, but, you know, I, I noticed, uh, I think it was like maybe two weeks ago or so, uh, you were actually right there in the uh, top ranks of the uh, District 4 triple jump. I think recently, uh, what, a, I think a jumper from Bloomsburg recently has overtaken as the uh, longest distance so far in the triple jump, but, I mean, w when you see, you know, something to kind of reach for, does that give you a, a lot more motivation to want to go out? out there and improve and uh, try and reclaim uh, potential uh, district glory here coming up as uh, we're getting closer to the postseason? Oh, absolutely. I'm one all for competition. So yeah, in the beginning, I ended up beating the kid from Bloomsburg and then he came back and jumped a 44, like a 40, like now he's jumped a 44, 8.5. They, and I, as I jumped a 44.6, so we're right there together, and it definitely gives me something to reach for. 
You know, Dustin, I got to tell you, hearing you talk about like 44 feet in the triple jump really makes my 40 feet from back in the day seem like so, uh, you know, small. But, you know, for me, I'll take it because that was a record. But I just I am amazed at how people can, you know, put together such athleticism for that. And, uh, you know, what was it or what is it, I guess I should say, about the triple jump that, you know, really just clicks for you? I mean, is it the fact that, you know, you have the speed? Is it the fact that, you know, you can just, you know, kind of glide through the air i mean what is it about the triple jump that just clicks for you man i would definitely classify myself as a very coordinated person one thing i will say as a hurdler the one benefit going into triple has been that i have an easier time controlling my steps and my approach to the board like if i notice that i'm like not necessarily going to hit the board as well as i can i know how to adjust my strides to hit the board how i want to uh, with being more coordinated, I just have a little bit more control in my phases. Dustin, as you came into this year, you know, you said that obviously dropping your times uh, in the hurdles was, uh, you know, something that uh, you were looking forward to. Uh, were there some other, you know, personal goals you were looking at as well? I mean, maybe, uh, you know, being a, an individual league champion again, perhaps uh, going to districts and uh, bringing home some district uh, notoriety as well. I mean, was that uh, on the individual side for you too? Absolutely. I definitely wanted to at least try and produce a district title in some event. It, it does get a tad difficult having Jake Rose, who's an exceptional, exceptional athlete and hurdler. He's number one in, in the state for, or like for, at least for double A, and he's very, very good. And he's in our district. So it's always nice to have that something to look forward to and trying to run against. Now, Jake Rose, of course, he's uh, one of the elites, I believe, from Southern Columbia, right? He's the hurdler from yes, Southern. Yes, he is. All right. Yes, he is. <laughs> I mean, uh, Southern's usually got a good notoriety for speed and athleticism. So, I mean, that's kind of, you know, uh, in the given there. But, you know, just for you in general, I mean, uh, what is it you've enjoyed uh, about being a track athlete uh, for Troy all these years? Uh, I, I love the sport, but it definitely has to be the people. I've just, I've made so many friendships with some great athletes and the environment is just so fun. And even after you have a bad race, you get to come back to those people each year and just have fun. Now, Dustin, I'm curious, uh, what, what's your class this year? Are you a junior? Are you a senior? I'm a senior. You are a senior. So, you know, now that you, uh, you know, see kind of that, uh, uh, final stretch of like your high school career coming down I mean is there something uh, you know inside of you that thinks you know what I could do this at the next level too I mean are you considering potentially uh, taking track with you uh, beyond high school I, de I definitely think that there would be a possibility that I could run in my college career as of right now it's not looking very likely as I've, I've chosen as, as of right now my first choice for college is I was accepted to the Berklee College of Music in Boston, Massachusetts, which is not an athlete. They do not have athletics, which is the only downside. But and that's still awesome, though. I mean, uh, so you are a man of the arts as well, I'm assuming. I mean, are you looking at, uh, you know, uh, music? Is it, uh, you know, kind of uh, theater, uh, the, that kind of performing arts and stuff? I mean, is that like uh, where, where you're looking at? I will be going to school on voice, for, but my, my major will be music education to become a teacher. Man, just uh, good times galore for sure. So, yes, uh, you know, and uh, as we continue on here, uh, what is it, uh, you know, I want to ask you uh, as far as, uh, you know, the, the track side of things again, uh, what is it about, uh, you know, this senior season for you that uh, you've really enjoyed the most here uh, running for Troy? Like I said earlier, it's definitely the people. I get uh, there are so many great athletes. There are so many great athletes for Troy, but they're also just such great people. Like Annalise is so fast, doing so well this season, and she is just so much fun to be around. All of the people, Colin, someone to look out for. He, especially only being a sophomore, jumping almost forty-two feet, he's definitely someone to look out for. And there's just there's so many great people. A great energy. It's a great last season and great last people to be around for my final season. So, Dustin, let me ask you this then. Uh, what advice uh, would you give to maybe somebody out there, uh, you know, maybe like an eighth grader or a ninth grader who's really never participated in track and field? Maybe they're thinking about it. Uh, what advice would you give to somebody who uh, might be thinking, you know what, track and field something that I would like to try? 
I would definitely say just to absolutely go for it because track I've one thing that you see as a track athlete over the years is track is a sport for everyone. It has so many different sides of things. You're not a good sprinter. Oh, there's long distance. You don't, you're not necessarily a fan of running or like the best runner. There's throwing, there's jumping. There are just so many different options. And it's, and like I said, it's a sport for everyone where there are so many different kinds of people that come together. It's, it creates a great community. You and know, a safe place. And what's awesome about it is, you know, and I, I totally agree. And you know what? I'm going to uh, kind of, uh, you know, bring uh, track and kind of, uh, you know, music together as well. Because to me, track and field is kind of like a musical. It is basically uh, that sport where, you know, people who you might not compete with, uh, you know, during the year or even hang out with during the year kind of come together and uh, really have to kind of find a way uh, to mesh and uh, bring together like a team performance absolutely i would agree 100 percent. talking here with uh dustin hagan from troy not only a great hurdler also a great jumper and as we found out uh you know a man of the arts as well now dustin obviously you know we were talking about uh you know the upcoming postseason on the horizon uh you've got league meet here in about uh, a week and a half district meet uh, will follow that after i mean uh you know for dustin hagan uh, to compete and complete some of these goals that uh, you have in front of you, uh, what is it you feel like you'll have to do uh, moving forward here? Do you feel like you need to maybe uh, increase training? Uh, what is it you feel like needs to happen for you to get where you want to? Repetition is a big thing. It's in like no matter what event you're doing, like hurdles, this work over time, repetition. Tr- and and triple jump doing practicing my phases and everything else so yeah just repetition and work like any other part of the season honestly Dustin, you are a mild-mannered athlete. I've enjoyed sitting here and uh, talking about not only your accomplishments, but also you know just kind of uh, getting to know one of our NTL track athletes a lot more. And, uh, buddy, uh, good luck to you the rest of the way. I'm sure you've still got uh, maybe a meet or two yet before the league meets on the horizon. And uh, good luck to you in accomplishing your goals for the postseason, too. Thanks so much for taking some time this week on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Endless Mountain Brace Mobility in Troy is a proud supporter of our area athletes in the Northern Tier League. Parents, don't just trust anyone if the athlete in your family is injured. Let the experts at Endless Mountain's Brace Mobility be there to help make the recovery process as easy as possible. Call them today for more information on how they can help at 570-297-2993. That's 570-297-2993. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5, and closed Saturday and Sunday. That's Endless Mountain Brace and Mobility in Troy. There's always those nights of the week when no one in the family wants to cook. That's when you go to Jimmy's Park Hotel in Canton. At Jimmy's, you'll find a menu packed with delicious food items. Everything from Alfredo to chicken parm, even pizza, pasta, prime rib, and so much more. Call Jimmy's Park Hotel today for your takeout orders at 570-673-8777. That's Jimmy's Park Hotel in Canton, open daily at 11 a.m. And like their page on Facebook for daily specials. Welcome back to the NTL Now podcast. Shane Wilber here with you this week. Thank you again for tuning in, no matter how it is you are doing so on any of your platforms uh, that you like to download, upload, whatever. It's not, uh, you know, how you do it. It's just a matter of that you do. So a uh, big thanks to all of you for tuning in here this week. Of course, uh, coming up here in just a little while, uh, we will talk with Sarah starting pitcher Luke Horton. That's still on the horizon, but first 
first, wanted to take some time here and dive into some spring standings. Of course, as I've said, you know, the regular season pretty much, uh, you know, in its home stretch as we look towards next week, uh, I believe uh, pretty much uh, all games will uh, be completed by the end of next week. I know there still will be uh, some that will have to be played yet, but uh, yeah, I think uh, a week from this coming Wednesday, uh, all games will have to be played in. I believe the 18th is the deadline date uh, for baseball and softball to have games completed uh, to be considered for the District 4 playoffs. So we'll use that as a good segue here to start diving in and talking some District 4 playoff projections uh, based off of our area team standings right now into the baseball and softball world. We will start with the District 4 softball standings right now. And uh, as we do this, I'll kind of tie in some softball uh, discussions uh, from some of the games that I've seen here over the uh, last couple of weeks. Uh, anyway, all right, let's get into the 1A bracket right now. If the playoffs were to start this week, uh, you would have Northeast Bradford right now as the top seed, Montgomery as the two, Kalineski Valley, Bucktail, Canton, Millville, would round out the top six. Now, Millville right now, just a game under 500, and right now they would be potentially the last remaining team with a chance to qualify. Sullivan County, uh, a couple of games under 500. Yes, they could get there, but uh, that'll be uh, you know something to see as we go along the way here. But at least uh, we do have the top five that are already automatically qualified in uh, with uh, Northeast, Montgomery, Kalineski, Bucktail, and Canton. Uh, a very... I don't want to say up in the air kind of pool here. Uh, I think as we are heading towards uh, the potential postseason matchups here, I do like Montgomery in this bracket. Obviously, they're the defending champions. Faith Persing, probably still one of, if not the best pitcher in District 4. So obviously, the Red Raider is going to be somebody to be uh, tussled with here once we get into the postseason. But uh, as far as the area teams go, Man, I'll tell you what, uh, trying to project uh, Northeast, Kalineski, and Canton as far as, you know, the, the uh, I guess I want to say, uh, competitiveness of which, uh, you know, they're going to make games. Uh, it's going to be a, a battle. This 1A bracket could definitely be uh, a lot of fun, and it, it wouldn't surprise me to see any one of those three NTL teams potentially making uh, the District 4 final uh, once the District 4 playoffs roll around. Now, it's interesting because, you know, as some of these regular season matchups have played out uh, Canton and Northeast Bradford they split the regular season series Northeast Bradford sweeps Kalineski and Kalineski sweeps Canton so I mean I, I don't really know uh, how we project it now it's funny because uh, I think what's awesome is all three of those teams have something that uh, they each bring to the table I mean Northeast Bradford obviously uh, they have uh, you know Tylee Franklin uh, you know obviously Emily Sushan and uh, a whole mix of other talent as well uh, surrounding them but you know as long as Franklin is dialed in uh, with her pitching. She's obviously tough to beat. Kalineski Valley, I love their grit. I think this is a team that nobody can overlook. I think on any given day, uh, this team is going to be one to be messed with. And, uh, you know, I think this is a team that really has no quit in them. I think this is a team that doesn't uh, care if they end up uh, down runs late. I think this team has kind of a positive moxie to them where they're just willing to go out and they're going to grind and they're going to battle you for four, five, six, seven innings, you know, and make everything go all the way till the end. A uh, good example of that, I got to watch, uh, you know, Kalineski Valley play Canton uh, a week ago Friday. And, uh, you know, the, the Kalineski Valley Indians found themselves uh, in a spot where, you know, they were down 5-2 towards the latter innings. Kalineski Valley goes on a 7-0 run as far as runs go. They scored one in the fifth, one in the sixth, and then would score five in the seventh to come back, rally, and defeat Canton by a score of 9-5. And I'll tell you what, that right there just kind of showed me a little bit about what that team has pretty much been like all year and they've definitely been somebody uh, not to be uh, taken lightly and uh, you know it's awesome to see uh, what coach Vargason has going on over there in Kalineski Valley and then of course you know on the flip side you turn the page to this week and you know you wonder okay how will Canton uh, bounce back off of that loss last week all they do this week is go out and uh, run the table for the most part I mean for Canton they got uh, wins Monday a big win over Northeast Bradford uh, earlier this week as well as the Lady Warriors would go in and uh, find themselves 
Uh, coming away uh, with an extra innings win over at Northeast Bradford this week uh, by a score of 7-3. to Carrie Wesneski probably uh, pitched the best game of her high school career thus far in enabling uh, 13 strikeouts on the day. So, I mean, uh, you know, if Carrie Wesneski has found a little something extra here as we're coming down towards the playoff push, that Warrior lineup also uh, not to be uh, taken lightly as well. And I'll tell you what's even more awesome, I think, about Canton is, you know, a lot of the lineups you fear the top end of the lineup. I'll tell you what, for Canton, I think five through nine, that that part of the lineup is just as dangerous as one through four. So, I mean, there's, you know, all kinds of uh, intrigue with that Lady Warriors team. And defensively, uh, they can be as solid as they come. Now, of course, uh, you know, that's uh, all going to have to uh, keep going because obviously, you know, once you get to districts, that's a different animal. But uh, for the most part this season, uh, Canton's been very sound defensively as well this year and that's going to bode well for them heading towards uh, the District 4 playoffs as well. And, of course, you know, uh, Northeast Bradford, you know, I think what's great about them, it's just the experience factor. I mean, that group of girls has uh, been through all kinds of playoff battles here uh, over their careers. I know a lot of them are young, but uh, the core group of that team, uh, including uh, Coach Franklin, you know, he got his first taste of uh, districts and, of course, uh, a state playoff berth last year. I mean, there's uh, a lot of uh, experience in there. They kind of... Uh, got a good taste of it last year and I think that core group you know they're just going to rely on experience here as we come down the stretch but like I said I mean those are three very opposing teams in that class A bracket but uh, you know it's going to be interesting to see once we uh, get down to that final stretch where uh, final records are in but, you know, like I said, I mean, any team uh, in that uh, top five right there uh, could be, uh, you know, uh, anyone that could be anyone on any given day. So looking forward to some fun matchups in that one. All right. On to the 2A standings uh, as of uh, right now, as we are recording uh, right now. Uh, I don't think there's really any questions. South Williamsport, as far as the power rankings go, uh, they sit atop the 2A standings. Muncie, although they are 11 and one, they sit two. Why losing 12 and three on the year they're having a great year uh, even though they lost a lot uh, in last year's roster but to see them bounce back this year that's pretty awesome and of course uh, you got northwest area uh, at the four spot nine and three on the year and then uh, all the other teams from five down all sitting uh, games below 500 you've got east juniata with a chance maybe uh, to get there they're only a game below 500 but nobody else is within at least uh, four games of uh, being uh, back to 500 so we'll see how that double a bracket shakes out uh, i think something that uh, is really cool about this year though in the double a field uh, especially you know close to our area i mean what a job this has been this year for coach loomis over at y Losing. i mean that guy has put together uh, probably or possibly one of his best coaching jobs uh, that you know he could probably remember of course congratulations to him as well for racking up uh, win number 300 uh, for his coaching career earlier this season as well but uh, it's just awesome to think about uh, all the things, you know, that that guy has been through. You know, he's had teams where he's been the dominant team in the league. He's had teams where, you know, he's had to have, uh, you know, players step up. And he just seems to know the right button to push that gets the best results uh, out of his girls. And, uh, you know, to see them right now at 12-3 and three in the district standings is just awesome. And, uh, you know, I know uh, he's got a lot of playoff experience and they're going to be one to uh, be contending with as well once we get into that double a bracket here come this uh, end of the season now on to the 3a bracket where the 3a standing sit with central columbia lewisburg loyal sock one two and three north penn liberty 10 and four right now sitting in the district four standings you've got montoursville five bloomsburg six and everybody else not close to uh the 500 mark but uh you know north penn liberty sitting right there as the four spot now a team that you know i've seen uh you know play at their best i've seen them play you know maybe uh, a little scrappy but you know for the most part i think this team is starting to round into shape here as the end of the season comes about now of course uh, you know earlier this week I got to watch them uh, in a game against Troy where you know for six innings it, it was a pitcher's duel I mean Tyra Williams and Mackenzie Tice were just absolutely slinging it through six innings were scoreless going to the seventh and then all of a sudden 
You know, things just uh, go topsy-turvy for Troy, and North Penn Liberty takes advantage of uh, some miscues, some timely base running, timely hits as well, and North Penn Liberty goes on to a big 10 nothing win there uh, as this uh, regular season is winding down. And, you know, that was a win I think both teams were definitely in need of. I mean, Troy was looking for that win to try to keep their playoff hopes alive, and, of course, you know, for North Penn Liberty, they're just trying to stay pat uh, in the District 4 stand. So, I mean, a big win there for North Penn Liberty, of course. Uh, Troy's going to have some games to try and battle back. And, you know, when I, I go back and I think about, you know, what I've seen out of this Troy team this year, and I've seen a few of their games now, man, it just seems like they just haven't figured out how to hold on to a lead once they have it. And, you know, it's really, you know, been a battle of, I think, when they go back and look, at some of the results this year. I think it's going to be, you know, some of those one-run games, some of those games where, you know, it was just an inning that did them in. And, you know, even though I, I still think, you know, they, they have an outside shot to make districts. I do. I think that uh, they're starting to finally figure things out. I think they've finally gotten their pitching uh, put together now. I think they kind of know how to set that up. Olivia Champelvere has really started to round into form. Tyra Williams, uh, she's starting to gain uh, a little bit of extra power as the uh, rest of the regular season's uh, coming down the stretch here. But, uh, you know, I think Troy's finally starting to put a little something together. And, uh, you know, when their bats are hot, they can be as dangerous as anybody uh, as far as NTL teams that I have seen this year. I mean, one one through probably five or six in that order uh, is definitely, uh, you know, one of the hot bats uh, any day of the week. I mean, especially uh, what I've seen out of Olivia Champelvere as well as Callie Ayers. I think Callie Ayers might have the nicest swing in the league, but that's neither here nor there to discuss at this point in time. And then, of course, uh, Tyra Williams, you know, sitting there in the sixth spot in that order. Tyra's just been uh, crushing hits all season long. But, you know, I think overall it's just a matter of, you know, they finally started to find something and uh, they're starting to piece things together, but now it's just a matter of, you know, not making those similar mistakes that have doomed them in games, you know, like they found uh, in that game with North Penn Liberty because, hey, the Lady Mounties, I mean, they're, they're not going to need a lot of help to win ball games. And, you know, for that team, for North Penn Liberty, I mean, they've got a lot of uh, success to come their way. Mackenzie Tice uh, and Addie Smith, those two are going to be uh, really nice pitchers in that group and a lot of good uh, batting in that group as well. I really like uh, what I've seen out of Megan Spohn. Also, of course, uh, Sage Lehman with, uh, you know, a, a good handle on the bat, too. And, of course, uh, a few others in there. So, you know, it's just uh, uh, interesting to see how, you know, things are going to shake out for both of those teams as we are just about done with the regular season. Now onward we go looking into the 4A standings. Uh, Athens right now, they're a couple of games under 500. Will they get to 500? I think they have the ability to. I don't know if they will, but you know, for Athens right now, uh, still battling. I mean, one day uh, they're taking a loss. The next day they're beating losing and uh, upending teams. So, I mean, they've had kind of an up and down uh, roller coaster year. I mean, when they're good, they're good. And when they're making mistakes, you know, it's just uh, one of those days for him. But I think, uh, you know, Athens still with a potential playoff shot right in front of him. And I think the good thing is, is, uh, you know, they control their own destiny on that aspect of things. All right, let's turn the page. Let's go over to the baseball diamond right now here in the uh, District 4 standings as we now get to the Class A standings in District 4 baseball. And for that, uh, let's take a look and see where we are on that front. Right now, you've got Benton leading it with a 9-3 and record. Kalineski Valley is 2 uh, at 7-8. and St. John Newman, Millville uh, rounding out the top four as all the other teams right now sit below uh, 500. Now, the way the standings are supposed to work, you have to be 500 to make the District 4 playoffs. So uh, that's kind of the way the power rankings are justifying that. So as of right now, only four teams uh, would qualify 
for the District 4 Class A bracket. Uh, Kalineski Valley, as I said, one game under 500. I think they've still got some uh, room in there in their uh, upcoming schedule to potentially pull out some wins uh, to qualify for the District 4 standings. But, hey, that's still meant to be seen. Uh, on to the 2A standings. The 1 and 2 sit for the Northern Tier League. Why losing right now undefeated? Sare with one loss right behind them. Of course, Sare's only lost this year to South Williamsport. So, I mean, since then, Sare has found a way to just keep winning. But for Why losing, this has been a great job by Coach Vanderpool and his staff sitting right now at 15-0. Of course, both of those teams boasting the two best pitchers in the Northern Tier League. You've got Blake Morningstar, the ace for Why losing, Lucas Horton, who we'll talk to in a little bit uh, coming up, the ace for the Sare Redskins. Of course, right behind them, We've got Muncie at 12 and 2, South Williamsport at 10 and 3, Southern Columbia 10 and 5, and then Troy and Canton sit there at 6 and 7, uh, Troy 7 and 6, Canton 9 and 8. Those two teams were supposed to play this coming weekend, unfortunately with weather, that will not happen, so they are actually going to make that up uh, coming up next Thursday, May 12th. I got the uh, notice on that, so that's when that game will be made up. And then you've got Line Mountain right now sitting 7 and 6. Uh, they're over over 500 Montgomery and East Juniata just uh, a game under 500 themselves so this could end up being a pretty deep field here with double a uh, but of course you know you look at uh, the way things are right now uh, I would think the top four obviously uh, just a little bit above uh, the rest of the field I mean why losing and Sarah all they've done is just keep winning Muncie they've got a good core group uh, with that team uh, you know a lot of their football athletes on the baseball team South Williamsport I mean they've got probably Probably, uh, you know, a top three pitcher in all of District 4 as well. I mean, when you add in Morningstar, Horton, Lorson for South Williamsport. I mean, South just came up here the other night, 10-run Canton. Uh, South has just been uh, playing steady ball all season long. So, I mean, that's going to be a team not to overlook as well. I mean, and then, of course, you know, I, I watched Troy this year. I do. I, I enjoy what I've seen out of the Trojans. I mean, they had a great ball game the other night. Although it was a losing effort against Y losing, uh, give props to Corey Shooker. I mean, he went pitch for pitch with Blake Morningstar in that ball game. You know, it was a couple of pitches and a couple of innings that uh, just hurt the Trojans late as they would end up uh, dropping that one to Y losing. Four to nothing, but Shooker, uh, you know, he went out on the hill and uh, he gave Coach Allen for the Trojans a really nice effort out there that night. But Blake Morningstar, I mean, that was a pitching performance that I haven't seen in ages, uh, probably not since Chase Pepper at Canton. But uh, Blake Morningstar went out and he it was just his night from the get-go as Morningstar finishes the night with the complete game shutout, allowed only one hit to Clayton Smith on the evening, and then uh, to top that off, struck out 14 batters in the win for the Wyalusing Rams. So, I mean, Blake Morningstar, he came out, he was dealing all night long for that Rams team. Now, uh, interesting enough, uh, Wyalusing and Sare still with some ball games to come down the stretch. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that I hope uh, both of those turn into Horton and Morningstar matchups. I would love to see those two uh, have two battles here uh, to end the regular season. So, you know, fingers crossed we'll get uh, some of that action. Uh, like I said, uh, Canton right now sitting in the seventh spot. Uh, Canton, I got an opportunity to see uh, the other night against Sarah. Unfortunately for Canton, uh, they had some pitching they had to kind of work around, so that wasn't uh, their best showing of the year. You know, they've had some games where they've battled back and uh, won late as well. I know they've had some come-from-behind wins with Kalineski Valley and uh, Northeast Bradford as of late. Actually, I think Kalineski, they had the lead. They hung on to that one, but I think at Northeast, that was their uh, comeback win the other night. So Canton baseball, you know, they're scrapping. They're a young team. Uh, they lost some players with injuries uh, earlier in the year. And, uh, you know, I think finally here towards the end of the year, I think this Canton team finally starting to uh, put things together as well. So hopefully, you know, they continue on their upward trend too. Uh, on to the 3A baseball standings where you've got Central Columbia, Hughesville 1-2. and two. Wellsboro sits 3 at 10-4. and four. Loyal Sock with an 8-5 and five record at 4. And then Mount. Mount Carmel with a 10 and 6 record sits fifth. North Penn Mansfield, uh, three games under 500. They sit in the sixth spot. But uh, yeah, Wellsboro in that uh, 3A bracket.
bracket. I mean, there's a lot of tough competition in there. But, I mean, Wellsboro, obviously, you know, they've been one of the top teams here in the Northern Tier League uh, all season long. I mean, they've got a, a big lineup uh, themselves. And, uh, you know, they're just looking to uh, kind of put things together here, have a good run towards the end of this uh, regular season. And uh, who knows? They might end up uh, maybe even jumping Hughesville uh, before the end of the regular season. They might end up uh, as a top two team uh, before the end of the regular season uh, winds down. Now on to the 4A uh, standings. You've got Athens right now sitting 10 and 7. They are 5 in the trip or in the 4A standings rather heading into uh, this week. Montoursville, Midwest, Danville, Lewisburg, the four teams in front of them. Uh, although, uh, as it looks right now, uh, five teams will qualify in the 4A pool uh, the way that the standings are. Nobody from six down. Uh, even close to 500. So uh, it looks like it could be just a five-team pool uh, in the 4A bracket. But, uh, you know, as you look at Athens, uh, the team they have this year, I mean, they've done uh, nothing short as well as battle with uh, everybody this year. I mean, obviously, uh, they've gotten some good pitching efforts this year. Mason Lister, I mean, he's done well on the hill. Gage Warner, he's come out. He's had some great games as well. But, you know, that lineup, I mean, that is a team that just finds ways to to get key hits when they need to. I mean, Carter Rude's had a good year at the plate. Uh, I love, you know, what they do. They just go out there, they put the ball in play, and they make things happen to come away with wins. You know, looking at uh, the remainder of Athens' schedule here the rest of the way. Uh, they've got games with North Penn Mansfield. Uh, looks like also a game in New York and uh, also another game with Sayre, too. So, I mean, uh, you know, some, some tough games but winnable games. For Athens, you know, I think it's going to, uh, you know, be a testament to their character to have some uh, tough games here down the stretch. That'll definitely get them ready for the playoffs should they be able uh, to pull off and qualify here as we get ready for postseason play. So, yeah, just kind of a, a little breakdown there of uh, some area action, uh, you know, that's been uh, kind of rolling around and some recaps of some district standings there too. You know, I mentioned uh, earlier I had the opportunity uh, to see that uh, Canton-Sare game the other night. Love that Sare lineup uh, from top to bottom, and uh, I'll tell you why. It's because, you know, it pretty much starts right at the top. I think Zach Garrity is as good of, if not one of the best leadoff hitters that uh, you'll find here in the league. Uh, you know, I like David Northrup in the middle of that lineup too. Obviously, Brayton Horton's crushing everything that uh, he can find. And of course, Cannon Van Duzer, you know, has uh, really stepped up this year for his senior campaign as well. And I think what's great about Van Duzer is, you know, he's kind of given, uh, you know, his father and the coach, Jamie Van Duzer, uh, another quality arm this year in that Sarah pitching staff. I mean, obviously, you know, you've got uh, Lucas Horton, you've got David Northrup, uh, Van Duzer now. He's been another uh, quality arm this year for the Redskins too. So, I mean, there's just all kinds of great things to like about NTL baseball here. Here in the Northern Tier League. And speaking of baseball in the Northern Tier League, hey, we're going to talk with one of those quality arms, not only for the Sarah Redskin baseball team, but also for the Northern Tier League as a whole. That's right. We get to talk with junior pitcher Luke Horton. That's coming your way. You'll get to uh, get some insight on to, uh, you know, how he's been uh, as a pitcher, his career through high school and travel, and of course, uh, what he's looking forward to as we come down the, uh, you know, latter part of of this regular season as well. So yes, Lucas Horton waits on deck. He's next coming up right here on the NTL Now podcast. The best way to find the right college for you is to experience campus in person. Visit Mansfield University and see why students choose to live and learn on our beautiful campus. Surrounded by endless adventure, meet the faculty and current students. Connect with your personal admissions representative and tour campus, including our on-campus residence halls, named top 10 best dorms in the country. Schedule your visit today at mansfield.edu slash visit. Thompson Sports and Apparel in Canton is your one-stop shop for clothing and apparel. Whether it's t-shirts, hats, sweatpants, sweatshirts, jewelry, or blankets, they can personalize or customize just about anything. If your school, club, or sports league is planning a fundraiser, call Thompson Sports and Apparel and see how they can help at 570-673-3655. That's Thompson Sports and Apparel in Canton. Open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5, and Saturdays 9 to 1.
Welcome back here, folks, this week on the NTL Now podcast. Of course, leading into the break, I told you we were going to spotlight one of the area's not only top baseball players, but also one of the area's top pitchers as well as we get the opportunity now to talk with Sayers, Luke Horton. And Luke, thanks for taking some time this week, buddy. Thanks for the call. Luke, you know, it's been uh, kind of a crazy baseball season. You know, the weather's kind of uh, made it so that all these games are now kind of getting bunched in together. But for the most part, man, it seems like, uh, you know, you and uh, the rest of your teammates have really uh, come to the table this season so far. I mean, a great record and everything seems to be going well right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's really a testament to the relationship that we have with each other. We've been playing with each other for so long and I know this winter a lot of guys put a lot of work in, so it's nice to see all that come to fruition. Luke, you know, I got to tell you, and uh, we'll talk more about the team here in just a little bit, but, you know, considering, you know, the, the work on the outside that not only you put in, but uh, also, you know, Braden puts in a lot of the other guys as well. I mean, you got to think, you know, on an individual level, you've been uh, pretty much well prepared for this season coming in, uh, given, you know, it's your junior year and uh, it's time to start thinking about, uh, you know, after high school. Well, we just did a lot this winter, honestly, with like kind of communicating with each other. Braden and I have a great outside relationship, and we just did a ton of work this winter together, almost like every day. So, Luke, you know, as you look at, uh, you know, your goals and such getting ready to come into this junior year, I mean, obviously last year, such a great year for the Redskins. You, you make it uh, all the way to the district final. You claim the district four title. You uh, make it into the state tournament. I mean, uh, after such a great year last year, I mean, what were you thinking about, uh, you know, as an individual getting ready to come into this year? I know for myself, I want the district. I want to reclaim that. This year is going to be tough, though, because there's a lot of really good teams. I mean, why losing's on a roll right now, and a lot of the teams down in the Williamsport area are also very good. So I think it'll be tough, but me personally, I, I wanted an undefeated regular season, which we lost in a tough one to South early, but I want the district again, and hopefully we can make a good run in states. What's it mean for you, obviously, to be counted on uh, from Coach Van Duzer that, you know, in a big game, you're the arm that he trusts, he wants on the hill uh, to go out there and uh, be that shutdown pitcher? It's a giant confident booster for me, honestly. I really appreciate Coach Duzer and all the things that he does and kind of giving me that, like, all right, Luke, we need some shutdowns right here. So I take that as a giant compliment, and it helps me with my confidence, but it also – like, that's where I want to be. I want to be the guy that my high school coach, my travel coach, and hopefully soon my college coach can count on. Like, if we need outs and we need to win a game, call on me, hopefully. What do you see as, like, uh, you know, some of the strengths uh, to your game, not only as a pitcher, but, you know, also if you want, uh, you know, tell me some of your strengths as a hitter as well when you're at the plate. Um, As a pitcher, I see myself as, like, kind of like a Greg Maddox. I have a lot of different off-speed that I can throw for strikes, and that's really – what I live on throughout throughout the summer and when I play, you know, down south and stuff like that. Because, I mean, I'm in the upper 80s, but that's not going to blow it by everybody. So I kind of rely on, you know, slider, curveball. My two seam has been running very well recently. So I kind of just lean on that. And Braden does an amazing job with, you know, mixing it up, keeping hitters on their toes. So I really just kind of rely on my mix, honestly. That's probably my biggest strength. As well as, like, on the hitting side of things, just kind of like taking it like a pro hitter, I guess, my at-bats, really focusing through at-bats. But this past winter, I did a ton of work with my uncle, with my dad, and with Braden with hitting. And my biggest thought is just like, if I get him, if the pitcher makes a mistake, I got to make him pay for it. That's kind of where my head's been at hitting. You know, I'm glad you brought up that aspect of how close of a relationship you have with Braden. I mean, obviously the time you guys spend not only with uh, the Sare team, but also in travel time and such like that. I mean, talk about, you know, how much he has meant uh, to your career and growth, not only uh, as a pitcher, but uh, also as a baseball player as well. It is such a blessing that him and I have the relationship that we do on and off the field. I mean, all winter we spent together working out and more importantly, just like growing our relationship. And we've been best friends since birth, basically. And it's just, I don't know, it's just a giant blessing. But like on the field, like during a game, he knows me better than I know myself sometimes and vice versa. If I get rattled or something, I get upset. He'll come out to the mound and just say some random stupid inside joke that we have. And it'll get me feeling right to continue with the rest of the game. And just as far as like travel goes, he's, 
a year older than me. So everything that I do, he's kind of been like been through it already. So he's just constantly talking to me, helping me through like just like the mental side of it, as well as the physical side, because we did so much work together this offseason. Basically, what we would do was he would train the upper half and I would do upper half days with him. And when we when we would do leg day, he would do my leg day. We would do leg day together, too. So it was it worked out very well and it works out very well that we're so close. You know, I love the fact that you two have that type of relationship. I think, obviously, you know, pitcher-catcher relationship on a baseball diamond, it's definitely one of those, you know, most respected uh, relationships that you need to have. So you're both on the same page for sure. But all right, Luke, so, you know, let's take a, a quick moment here and uh, let's go back to, uh, you know, the team aspect of things. Obviously, you know, a lot of expectations, I think, uh, on this Sarah team coming into this year. Obviously, the year you had last year being district champs, and such. I mean, talk about what the attitude was uh, as a team uh, from Coach Doozer, uh, you know, coming into this year and the expectations and goals you guys have. Um, starting off, we all knew we were going to be good. I mean, we've been together for so long. And just kind of back to, like, the connection that we all have with each other. I mean, you look at a picture of our 7-8 and All-Star team, it does not look too different from our high school team right now. Our expectations were, you know, we wanted to win districts. We want to win states. Our, our, our end goal is we want to make a run of the state tournament and come out as state champions, which I believe we could do. I think just the biggest thing with us right now, though, is all just you know, kind of staying focused, especially now coming towards the end of our season with a lot of big games coming up, like why are losing, and then we get right into districts. We need to be like pedal to the metal. As you look now as the uh, home stretch of the season, as you said, you know, right in front of you, I mean, uh, how much, uh, you know, is uh, Coach Van Duzer, you know, talking to you guys as well, saying, you know what, guys, all the goals you want are right in front of you. You know, it's just a matter of, you know, you guys going out and performing. And, you know, how much trust does he have in you guys to kind of go out and, uh, you know, make what you guys want happen? One of the things that I love about Coach Duzer is he is so – open and connected to his players like preseason and when we're doing equipment handouts he has us all go sit and write down what we think the lineup should be and we write down our goals and he keeps track of those personal goals and goals for our team you know he keeps track of those and he said to us you know a lot of guys were like mtl championship and a lot of guys were district championship and a lot of guys were state championship so he is constantly you know harping us on like all right these were your guys's goals now we need to go meet them that's one of the things recently that he's been honest about is we can't take any games off. Like the thing about baseball is any, any given day, any team can be better than anybody. So we just need to consistently be um, focused on the task at hand. And that's one thing that he's done a great job of is keeping us focused on the next game and then the next game rather than, all right, we need to be focused for a championship today because we're not, I mean, we're not in districts yet. So we just need to continue to, go game by game. That's something that he's done a great job with keeping our head straight on. Tell me, tell the fans out there, what is it uh, about this Redskins team when everything is going right for you guys? Uh, what is kind of that uh, perfect Sarah baseball game, uh, you know, in your eyes? So I think the perfect Sarah baseball game would be, I mean, our lineup is the lineup when I'm pitching and I go out there and I produce weak contact and we get, you know, three up, three down and we go in. And hopefully, I mean, in, in this make-believe game, we're playing at home and we turn on our walk-up music and we're all dancing in the dugout and just playing loose and relaxed. And, you know, we get Zach Garrity leads off with a hit and Braden leads off or Braden comes up next with, you know, like a big double. I come up and get a single and then David comes up, gets a hit. Cannon comes up, gets a hit. Jackson comes up, gets a hit. Because once, you know, once one of us starts hitting, it's just, it's very contagious, it seems like, for our guys. And, but just honestly, the whole time is just playing loose and relaxed and having a good time. When we play our best is the games where we're enjoying ourselves, when our dugout's lively and we got music going and we're singing and dancing and just, I feel like our team has never lost that, like, not childish relationship, but that relationship where we can all be ourselves and be loose and relaxed with each other. Because, I mean, we've been playing together for so long. We've known each other since, you know, we were six and seven and eight. I mean, we're not going to be a team that's going to go out there and be 100% serious, stone-faced. We're going to joke around and talk with the other team and enjoy ourselves. And I think that's what makes us endearing to each other. But also, 
endearing to some other teams around the league. Talking with Sarah Pitcher, Lucas Horton here on the NTL Now podcast. And Luke, you know, I'm glad that, you know, you've mentioned some of your other teammates as well. Because, you know, when you look at, you know, Zach Garrity, David Northrup, Cannon Van Duzer, I think, you know, those three uh, combined with uh, you and Braden have really made up uh, the core of this team, you know, over the years. And uh, kind of like that, uh, you know, fearsome fivesome, I guess you could say, uh, for this team this year. Talk about what it's been like uh, to play with those three guys and, you know, how much... Uh, you know, they add to the depth of your team as well. What makes them special is they are a completely different player. I mean, me and Braden, you know, pitcher, catcher, but you got Cannon, who's just powerful, big, strong kid. David, who's so fast and twitchy. And you got Zach, who is one of the smoothest shortstops I've seen around here. We all just kind of have such different play styles and such different ways of going about the game. But at the same time, we all mesh together so well. I mean, this core five group of guys, for as long as I can remember, really done well together just because of how different we are, but how much, I don't know, we're all such different players, but at the same time, our personalities all just go well. Just kind of like that relaxed goofiness that we all have. But, I mean, and it, honestly, it doesn't stop there. Like, Jackson has four home runs on the air. Jackson's just lighting it up, and Dom doing a great job coming in in innings, and Oakley Gorman, who's really just hit it off this year took an opportunity that was given to him and just is absolutely killing it so I think this year I mean we're just top to bottom we're super super solid and I have full faith with guys like you know Tanner Green on the bench that come in and just put the bat to the ball and can fly around the outfield like I'm just I'm confident in each and every one of our guys that we have on the field all right, Luke. So obviously, you know, uh, the regular season coming down the stretch. I mean, a lot of eyes, I think, right now are, uh, you know, potentially on, uh, you know, a ladder uh, season matchup with you and Y. Lucing. I mean, the Rams are playing really well. I'm not going to lie. If at the end of the season we get a Luke Horton and uh, Blake Morningstar uh, matchup on the hill and uh, potentially see the NTL championship on the line, I mean, is that a matchup, you know, to uh, go against Blake? I mean, would that be, you know, one of those? Luke Horton kind of dream matchups knowing you know that it's best on best yes that's what I want 100% absolutely I'm good friends with Blake and I mean I've talked to him through his entire you know, baseball process like he's talked to me through it and he he's a dude he can swing it but I mean obviously he's great on the mound I know that's just kind of been circled on our calendar all year long is I'm super 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 excited for it and I know all of our guys are excited for it and I mean, I'm guessing their guys are excited for it too, but I think that'll be a great game. And me personally, I, w I wanted that matchup all year. I wanted it last year. It didn't end up happening, but that's just kind of one of the games where I'm like, all right, I want this challenge because I know Blake's going to come out and Blake's going to give us all a challenge, but I think that we're also going to come out and compete. I know the their hitters are going to compete, and it's just going to be a great overall game. Man, I love the confidence. You know, I love the swag and the fact that, you know, you don't shy away from competition. That's just something awesome to see. I want to end this, uh, you know, kind of conversation like this because I want to get uh, your opinion uh, heading into the postseason and stuff. You and your teammates uh, will reach the goals that you guys have if what happens uh, for the Redskins here down the stretch. I think if we come to every single game and just play re relaxed and loose and just just like we always have I think that we will we can beat anybody I think the time when the times when we get tense and we get over anxious and we start pressing is when we don't play as well as we can like our state game last year against Riverside we walked in our dog out and it was just dead and I think I mean, we get past that we get like how we were against Southern Columbia and we're just relaxed and loose and having a good time then I think we can beat anybody all right, that's definitely, uh, you know, the kind of confidence uh, I'm looking forward to uh, as we end this regular season, looking forward to calling some postseason games for sure. And I definitely know, uh, you know, you and uh, your Redskin teammates are going to be jacked up and ready to go uh, once we get into that portion of the season as well. Uh, Luke Horton, thank you so much for taking some time this week here on the podcast. Much continued success to you here throughout the rest of the season. And uh, hopefully, you know, we'll see you down the stretch and uh, into the postseason as well, my man. Well, thank you. Thanks for your time time too thank you very much for having me Another great athlete interview right here in the Northern Tier League. And, uh, yes, a big thanks again to Luke Horton from the Sarah Redskins baseball team. Also, again, 
want to thank Dustin Hagen, the Troy track athlete as well, for joining me this week here on the podcast too. Now, folks, a busy week on the horizon as we look forward to next week. NTL softball and baseball coverage on the slate for me next week. Monday and Tuesday, softball coverage in Tawanda. Troy will be there on Monday. Canton will be there on Tuesday. And, of course, uh, later on in the week on Thursday, it'll be rivalry baseball as Canton will make up their matchup with Troy. That'll be in Canton on Thursday as well. All of those games can be heard on the True Oldies channel, 99.9 FM, AM 1310, and, of course, oldies99fm.com and on the TuneIn Radio app by searching WTZN. All three of those games will have a 4.30 first pitch uh, coming up into uh, next week as well. Uh, good luck to our area track athletes coming up this week too. I know they're getting into final preparations. The NTL League Meet scheduled for next Friday at Athens. Hopefully next week uh, we'll get a chance to uh, maybe talk with a couple area track coaches as they get ready to prepare for that too. But again, want to thank all of the listeners out there. Want to thank all of you for tuning in this week. I'm Shane Wilbur. Have a great rest of your week. We'll look forward to another edition of the NTL podcast next week. And of course, as always, the NTL Now podcast, an exclusive production of Circle W Sports. Thanks for listening to NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. Keep following the Northern Tier League on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern Tier League. Audio from the NTL Now podcast may not be used without prior consent. Join us next week for more NTL Now, brought to you by Circle W Sports.